0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Daily Blend Show with me, Reed Daly. Today is Monday, January 21st, 2021, and this is the Friday Top 5. Due to technical challenges, we didn't record the show on Friday, so we're going to record it today and share it with the world. Stories we're going to highlight this week are on how COVID may have saved golf and some of the cooler things that a few brands are doing. StockX, the leader in sneaker resales, is doubling down on digital. Apple might be elevating their podcast capabilities. Negroni well may have become the drink of the pandemic, and we're going to talk about why. And when all else fails, head to Bloghouse for music that you loved, forgot, and wish would come back. As always, this episode is available on such great platforms as Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, DailyBlend.com. With all that said, let's jump into the show. So our first story comes in from Callaway Golf and what they're doing with AI. And if you're less familiar with golf, Callaway is one of the premier brands. There are other brands. But for this first story, we're going to focus on Callaway. And if you're you know, a fan of what Callaway has done over in the history, they were one of the ones that came out with the big club. used to be called the Big Bertha. Ironically enough, they've brought back that naming convention. But they really do a nice job. And I think, you know, every time I look at golf clubs, you know, one season, one brand, you know, jumps out in front, the next season, the next one, and you know, it's a cycle. And they all spend a massive amount of money on research and trying to, you know, tweak things, make things bigger, make things faster, make things lighter, et cetera. And Callaway has actually released their first set of AI designed faces. And so they've done it for both their drivers and their irons. And what I'm most interested in is, you know, will this new AI help me strike the ball longer and be more uh, accurate? And where, you know, people sometimes say, you know, no way that equipment can really make that big of a difference. I can tell you that I picked up golf a couple years ago, but really got serious about taking lessons and getting better last year. And before I picked up a Maverick driver, Maverick's one of Callaway's uh, lines, I was probably like 30 yards behind someone that I played you know, a lot of golf with. And then after picking up the Maverick and taking some lessons, of course, you know, I ended up hitting about 20 to 40 yards longer than that person, so kind of making up a 50 to 60-yard gap. Now, obviously, some of this has to do with the fact that I was playing more and I got better and more consistent. But also the club just naturally allows for, you know, greater distance and for, you know, better um, control. And, you know, I just think it's really cool that the fact that we've got AI now coming into the design. Now, you know, only time will tell if that makes enough difference or a significant difference, you know, and it will be interesting to see if Callaway, you know, totally shifts to using AI for all design. I think, you know, they'll probably let a year or two's data you know, prove or disprove if it's the right moves. My guess is that over time they'll help get their AI better and you'll see, you know, greater emphasis or leaning on AI. But uh, you know, for those of you who are big Callaway players, I highly suggest you go out to one of your pros and say, I'd like to give this new club a, a swing and see if it's worth, you know, doubling down and going all in on AI clubs. So my second story comes in from PXG Golf. And if you're wondering why there is so much emphasis at the start of this show on golf, it has to do with the fact that I'm sitting in a very cold climate in Chicago. Golf is now back on television, uh, thanks to the PGA, you know, shifting their schedule up a bit. And I'm excited for the new year. You know, I think, like many, I used 2020 as a year to really go out and play a lot. I had more free time or I was able to better control my schedule. Um, I didn't play a massive amount, but more for me. And I invested time and energy into clubs and putters and my own game. And, you know, I want to, you know, continue to build on that in 2021. So, you know, one of the brands that I've always been interested in and and I've had the opportunity to purchase uh, products from them is PXG. And PXG was founded by the, uh, the gentleman who founded GoDaddy. And I thought it was really interesting the way that he's approached his golf brand. Um, you know, he, he went about it in a very different kind of anti sort of country club approach. You know, all of their branding is very like dark and, uh, and kind of black with, big bold white lettering and you know it's less about that sort of country club life and more about you know performance they've always gotten great reviews on their putters and their irons their drivers are getting mixed reviews from what i hear um, but are getting better and you know they did a great job with you know engaging the consumer and really making them feel a part of the brand i think they actually do a better job than any other brand in that regard And they're trying to capitalize on the fact that people are playing more golf. And when we walked into COVID, they dropped their prices, and now they're releasing a sort of entry-level, and I'm using that in a very light term. There are cheaper clubs out there for those that want to start golf. But an entry-level product suite that you can get some custom clubs for roughly like, let's say, $1,500, and that's pretty spectacular uh, from them. And what I'm interested in is, if this program can help move the needle from them in terms of building a brand and having people sort of buy that first set and really enjoy it and play and get hooked and then go buy more sets. And it's, it's interesting for companies like a golf brand or, you know, I'd almost compare them to like a, a, a car brand where, you know, you, you get a repeat buyer every couple years. Sure, you get some incremental spend with, with golf in terms of maybe you get a couple extra wedges, maybe you get some apparel But, you know, you're really building a lifetime relationship with these customers and the fact that they're dipping into sort of a lower price point and trying to get people, you know, earlier in their careers, either, you know, right after college or, you know, where parents are kind of generous enough to help, you know, their high school kids get some really custom clubs. It's pretty neat. And, um, you know, continuing to enjoy what they're doing in the hardware uh, space, I think what they've done in their apparel space and bringing more of a lifestyle Element to it is also very cool. Just go check out PXG, not just because of their clubs, but also because of their branding. And I think you'll quickly see why they've been able to, you know, separate themselves from the pack. And, you know, it's just cool to see someone doing something different in golf. Our third story comes in from StockX. For those less familiar with StockX, they're one of the premier resellers of sneakers. That's right, people actually go and buy sneakers and then go and resell them for the markup. It's a massive uh, industry, arguably about a $2 billion cap on it, and it's only going up. I think brands like Adidas, Nike, Puma, et cetera, have all realized that there is a market for these secondhand or resellers, and they're really um, building a brand around it and playing off kind of what companies like StockX are doing. And walking into the pandemic, StockX was actually getting some challenges because they weren't able to meet some of their timelines and came into scrutiny because of that on some supply chain logistics. It appears that they've you know, addressed many of those issues. I'm sure they still have a few, just like every other company. But this article from Glossy is really focused on where are they spending their marketing dollars, and it's no surprise that through the pandemic they've really shifted their focus and almost are putting all of their dollars behind digital ad spend and Instagram and Instagram like influencers. And I find this interesting that a company can grow on the back of a platform like Instagram and how they're using that platform to showcase not only, you know, their products but their brand as a whole. And it will be interesting to see that after, you know, COVID Uh, ends where they will focus their dollars will they continue to invest you know primarily in the digital uh, space with platforms like Instagram or will they actually go back to you know doing more like brick and mortar advertising or print magazine you know and when I say brick and mortar I mean around town or through magazines or is that just over are we just all digital now? And I think, you know, they're, they're faced with the same challenge that many other brands are faced with. And it's only time's going to tell on that one. Our fourth story comes in on the rumor that Apple may be entering in a paid wall version of their popular podcast platform. What's interesting to me is Apple, for all intents and purposes, was the leader in podcasts for so many years, and it wasn't really until COVID that you saw Spotify really jumping into the podcast space with any sort of energy or dollars behind it. You know, most notably, they've uh, Spotify went out and bought the the Joe Rogan Show and has exclusivity to that and is releasing content. And Apple does have, uh, you know, partnerships with other, you know, top talent, but there is no paywall. So, which means I can subscribe to those shows for free. I get them for free, just like everyone else. So, I'll be curious as to how Apple can, you know, decide which shows go in front of this paywall and which ones are, you know, free and kind of current, currently available, like they are today and if consumers are gonna be willing to pay for that added service. Now, with the way that Apple's been moving over the last couple of years to a service-based model for you know, a lot of their platforms, my guess is they would bundle it in with their Apple Music and their fitness, so it wouldn't be like another $10 a month, but likely just a marginal like dollar or two more to get access to that content. Um, but only time will tell on their bundling or if you know, the standalone cost. What will be interesting is what are you going to see because you're going to have Apple, you know, Google likely or potentially entering into this sort of space. You already have Spotify there. You have Amazon. Um, who knows? Netflix could even start to look at, you know, jumping into the audio space. You you really have a very crowded market in terms of people with the right technology that could be successful at this space. And similar to what we're seeing in the streaming kind of wars that are happening you know if you're a content creator you have a lot more opportunities to really go find your home and build an audience through these platforms because everyone's being hyper competitive and these uh you know these platforms are throwing a lot of dollars behind advertising so if you're successful you're going to be more successful and if your show isn't successful well time to think of a new hobby Um, but anyway, I'll be curious to see, you know, if Apple actually goes and does this and, you know, which of the shows that they decide to pull behind the paywall. So our next story is all about the House of Negroni. And if you're less familiar with what a Negroni is, it's very simple. It's one part gin, one part Campari, and one part sweet vermouth. And if you are new to this drink, I highly recommend you going out and buying a good vermouth, you can actually deal with you know an okay gin uh, in my opinion. but I always think the vermouth makes the difference and Campari is kind of like the the staple in, you know in terms of the way that I make them. Now this website is all about just elevating the brand of uh, the drink and kind of the associated lifestyle. So they've got some music on there. They give you a little bit of history. This is just something fun to you know peruse on a Thursday night. Before, you know, you hit the weekend and then, you know, after work ends, go to the liquor store and go buy some new ingredients to make your own variant on the Negroni. Um, I also recommend, you know, having a listen to a couple of the uh, DJ sets and kind of playlists that they've got. I I really enjoyed kind of tuning out to those on Friday night, and uh, we're going to feature those on DailyBlend.com in the coming weeks. Interestingly enough, the next story is almost... The same thing and it also has to do with Negronis and what people are doing is they are going out and buying sort of the airplane bottles and they're taping the three together and they're calling it a Tegroni. and it's really for those people that I'm following on Instagram it's become kind of that like fun hashtag thing that people are doing on the weekends And, you know, it just costs like five bucks to do. It makes for a fun experience and a great Instagram shot. If you're like me, you're always trying to find new music. I often like DJ sets because it's like an hour, a couple hours of music back to back, all blended together, kind of a theme or a journey. And it just makes for like easy listening and I don't have to fuss with it. And I, I found that Dave One from Chromeo posted this, uh, you know, fantastic Blog House post from 2010. I was like, I got to feature this on the uh, the weekly rundown here. And if you're less familiar with Blog House, Blog House was this, like, weird intersect between hip-hop, house, electro. It was kind of like this, like, f- coming out of France at the same time it was coming out of Philly and Brooklyn with Fool's Gold and Ed Banger. And, you know, blogs were really hitting – the, you know, the space, and people are just releasing music left, right, and center, and it was just like a fantastic time in music, probably my favorite time ever, and this set just brings me back to it, so go to dailyblend.com and have a listen. All right, that wraps up this edition of the show. Don't forget to find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Reed Daily. You can like, follow, and subscribe, Daily Blend, on Twitter, Instagram, and on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and of course, check us out at dailyblend.com. With all that said, enjoy the rest of your week.